TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so... Thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! Well, you win some and you lose some. Unless you're on the mound, we lose them all. It's time for the second game of our radio doubleheader. I don't know, I want to put this lightly, but I mean, we're getting killed out there, and I think it's pretty much all your fault. This is the hot corner. You do see the trend out here, right? Every time you're on the hill, we get murdered. The inside story on baseball and more. Dude, if I end up back in rehab this season, it's all your fault. A deep dive on baseball and the hottest topics in sports. Look at it this way. You're not the worst Little League pitcher on the planet. You just better hope that the kid that is doesn't quit. Uh, I take it back. You're the worst. Now, here are your hosts for the Hot Corner, Patrick Harris and Mike Lynch. Martinez, two... Lanzare, Lanzare Welgus. Coach, I speak English. Dude, you're lucky your mom's hot. On 1080 The Fan. Welcome into the second hour of the Hot Corner. If you're missing the first hour, you can download that, the Les Schwab Tires podcast at 1080thefan.com and the Odyssey app. Beers on Us podcast drops on Friday. You can get that as well wherever you get your podcasts, including the Odyssey app and 1080thefan.com. Timbers LAFC right now in the 28th minute. It is 1-1. Uh, Diego Valeri scored in the third minute for his 100th goal of his Timbers career. So congratulations to the maestro for continuing his storied career as El Capitan, as the greatest Timber to ever play. That he is. No offense to my friend Jack Jewsbury, Captain Jack. Um, you will always live in our hearts Maestro's just good, and you know he's good. <laughs> he is very good. I'm glad he didn't leave this offseason. I, I was, I was worried he was going to go somewhere else. I want him to retire at Timber. I, I can't wait until we build a statue of the Maestro out front in the stadium. I just hope it doesn't have the man bun. The Phillies teaching us that uh, putting an infielder in the outfield is not always the best decision. Ugh. Brad Yikes. Miller, it was a runner on first, one out, bottom of the ninth. Stanton, uh, you misspoke, former Seattle Mariner, Brad Miller. Uh, Stanton hits a fly ball to right. Miller misjudges it. He It goes over his glove, and then as it bounces off the wall, it bounces out of his glove. Oh. And now it's second and third with one out. Uh, yikes, buddy. It was a very catchable fly ball, and it's very funny to watch him miss it. 
And then Andrew McCutcheon just puts his head down like, oh, my God. He's like, oh, God, can we get rid of this, dude? <laughs> All right, we're going to spend the next half hour looking as the trade deadline uh, gets closer and closer to us. Uh, it is next week, the 30th, I believe, correct? Uh, end of the month, yeah. End of the month. 30th or 31st, either one of those. Yeah, yeah I think it's the 30th because I think the, it's thir- yeah, I think the 31st is on a weekend, so it's going to be the 30th. So we thought we'd play a little fun game about looking around the league and seeing who should be buyers uh, which I think is the most important, and and I and when I ask who you think should be sellers, we're talking we're talking we're more like teams oh, that could are be on in the, the cusp. mix, yeah. right? Right. So I'm going to name out some teams. Here are the teams that are we going American League, National League. I'm just going to go in order. Okay. Uh, who are around 500, and then oh, okay. When I'm done with that, you tell me. The first team you thought of that is definitely a buyer and the first team you thought of that is definitely a seller. God, I love this, Mike. Do you do this for a living? I do. You're good at it. Thank you. The New York Yankees. Okay. The Toronto Blue Jays. Okay. The Cleveland Indians. Okay. The Detroit Tigers. The Seattle Mariners. The Los Angeles Angels. The Phillies, Braves, and Nationals. And the Mets, I suppose. If we're going to go around 500, they're seven games up, even though they're in first. The entire NL East, basically. <laughs> the Reds, Cubs, Cardinals, and that's it. So out of all those teams that I mentioned, who is number one on your list who should be a buyer? Number one on my Yankees, list. Blue Jays, Indians, Tigers, Mariners, Angels, the NL East, Reds, Cubs, Cardinals. I think if I look at who should be buyers, first off, San Francisco, LA, and San Diego will be buyers. But they're probably looking more at, like, bullpen, bench players, things like that. Yeah, I'm talking more of the borderline teams here. I think the number one team that comes to mind as a buyer, ooh, it's close. It's I, I'm going to say it's tied. I'm going to say the New York Mets. Okay. I think, I think they've got a lot of holes they still need to plug, and they're in first place in a pretty crappy division right now, a winnable division. The other one to me is the Boston Red Sox. I didn't mention them, but you can go Oh, ahead. you didn't mention them. Well, they're 20 games over 500. My apologies. My apologies. Then I will not say the Boston Red Sox. I think the answer is the New York Mets. I think this division has performed so poorly despite the amount of talent in this division. With Acuna Jr. going down and Soroka, I know Soroka's been out for a long time again. With those two guys gone, Atlanta, I'm sorry. Like, I'm really afraid your window's closing. And I was high on Atlanta for years. With them down and the Phillies who can't get well, anybody especially out. Especially with Acuna out now. Yeah, right? and the Phillies who can't get anybody out late in a game, whether it's pitchers or Brad Miller doing stupid things in the outfield, if you're the Mets and you're Steve Cohen and you've put a ton of money into J- Jacob deGrom, you've put a ton of money into Francisco Lindor, you've got the polar bear Pete Alonso. that to me is the number one buyer. Uh, you have to. What's interesting to me is I read an article about the Mets the other day. And the article basically laid out the, the the situation the Mets have, and that is the Mets do not have a deep farm system right now. And a lot of their holes, there aren't a lot of great options to fill quite yet. Interesting. Basically what the article said was the Mets do need to add players, but in the situation that they're in right now, which is still building, but with a new super rich fancy owner, is that it might behoove them to to sit pat a little bit. Who are they going to add? And be patient and say, look, we're good, <clears throat> but I don't want to mortgage any more of our future than we have to just for a run this year. Because 
at this very moment, I don't think the Mets are good enough to win a World Series. No, I agree. Even if they add one or two players, I don't think they're good enough to win a World Series. And you don't need to mortgage this season for Chris Bryant when you can get him next season. Basically, the Chris for Bryant free. was the crux of this article, yes. Um, so after reading that, I kind of I, I was kind of with the Mets as well because it it feels like the Mets are good, but they're not great. They're they're missing stuff. Mm-hmm. And um uh, so for me, the team on this list that entices me the most as a buyer is the Cincinnati Reds. Mm. Ooh, so, sexy. That division sucks too. So the Reds are a team that I feel like on paper are like ready to finally just like punch through that ceiling. They've got names. They've got strengths, big strengths. Their offense is quite good. Mm-hmm. Remember last year, their offense was their weakness. They struck out 7 million times. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. He has been a star. Uh, Jesse Winker, although he's cooled off a lot this month. Welcome is, to the show, kid. Is still hitting like 290. Yep. Um, the, the rookie, Jonathan India, has come up and hit really, really well. They've got uh, Joey Votto's having kind of a resurgence this year. He has had a nice season, and he's fiery. Yep. He's Ah, he's a fiery leader these days. He's getting that consistency back. He's doing that, like, Chris Paul thing. That, like, yo, kids, come with me. I've I've been around the block. So uh, I I feel like they're close. They've got some good starters. Sonny Gray has come back from injury and been pretty good. Luis Castillo is is still up and down, but he's got a lot of potential. Uh, Their bullpen's not great. They've got some guys in there, too, but it's not great. But you can fix that at the deadline. I, I feel like the Reds are a team right now, especially with how questionable that division is, they can take that step and leapfrog the Brewers, who have built themselves a six-and-a-half-game lead, by the way. But the Brewers are not a team that I find particularly uh, good. They I, have, I don't either. They have a really good top of their uh, starting rotation with Woodruff and with Burns. And, you know, they've got some good arms in the bullpen. Williams is on the IL, but you've got Hayter and – you know, you've got some good bats, but Christian Yelich hasn't been MVP self for a couple of years. Don't remind me. Keston Hieras failed in, in his bid to become a big hitter. So, you know, they, the how trade. Much, how much money is Lorenzo Kane making? I don't know. Uh, Willie Adamas trade has worked out for them so it far. Has, He's it has good. worked out nicely. But I think they're catchable. <clears throat> I think the Cubs are sellers. I think the Cardinals are in this weird position where they should be better than they are, but they already bought Arenado. So what are they really going to do in this uh, in this season right now? So I think this is like. If you're the Reds, this is your chance. Mm-hmm. You were talked about last year as a sexy pick to make the playoffs or make the World Series. That only got stronger this year, but you're still only two games over 500. So you need to fill those holes. Maybe get another starter. Get more bullpen guys because you need some help in the bullpen. And go challenge the Brewers and challenge for the wild card because right now the wild card is all the NL West. Yeah, that, and that's, are, that's what I was going to ask. I feel there's six games out of the second wild card spot, and the Dodgers are up four games on the second wild card spot. It's so not that's what I was going to ask you. It's not impossible, but if you're Cincinnati and you're trying to make a playoff run, right now it looks like the division's your only chance. But the division is catchable, I think. Division is catchable. The They're, they're a frustrating team to me. I, I've, I've, I've kept an eye on the Reds a decent amount this year because I find them fun to watch. Every once in a while, they just go to sleep completely. You know, they're just like, nope, we're not going to hit. Like today, they got one hit total. But, um, you know, I, I think they are they are that team on the border right now that needs to take that, that chance. That's kind of how I view it. When we come back, I want to stick with this idea, and I want to kind of get into it on a player level. Let's kind of look at, see what kind of players could be moved, who could use them the most, and who has the capital to grab them. That's Mike Lynch. I'm Patrick Harris. That's Joe Fisher, the third behind the glass. This is the hot corner, 1080 The Fan. 
TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. It's 819. This is Portland Sports Leader. Don't you forget it. As we said, a week plus out from the trade deadline, we're kind of looking around the league and seeing seeing what's happening. We talked about some teams. Um, I like the idea of... Let's talk Mariners for a hot second. I don't want to spend the whole segment talking about the Mariners, but let's talk about them for a hot second. Sure. If you're the Mariners, the only piece I really see the Mariners should do is move Hanniger. If you're not going to re-sign Hanniger, move him. Outside of that, I think the Mariners should stand pat. That's interesting. Hanniger's having a hell of a year. That's what I mean. So if you're not going to be able to re-sign him, you might want to move him. Or if you don't want to, I suppose. Yeah, or if you don't want How to. How old is Hanniger now? Is he like 28? Uh, 31? I don't know, Mitch. I think, I think age is important here because if... if he, he is 30. He's 30. So he's kind of on that he's on that border of like yeah you could resign him for like four years and be fine he's not he's not at that age yet where you're like ah, abort 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 but Hanniger is now two out of four seasons in Seattle shown this like promise of he could be really good he had a long injury yep the testicular with his, uh, with his uh, fortitude with his gonads but uh, <clears throat> you know this year he's he's hitting with power. And then the year before that injury, he was really, really good. And you were like, wow, they really fleeced the Diamondbacks in that trade. But I kind of feel like he is the tradable asset, but otherwise don't do anything. You, you've you been making this plan for years. Mm-hmm. You know, Jerry Depoto has been saying, I'm going to make all these trades and I'm going to rebuild the farm system. And then they're going to come up around the same time and we're going to be ready to compete. I personally think you should keep Mitch Hanniger for the Mariners. I do as well. I just don't know if they're going to. But he <clears> is your main tradable guy, mm-hmm. and you will get something good for him for a team who wants a right-handed power bat. Um, I'm sure many contenders would value a right-handed power bat in their lineup, especially with those who have injuries in the outfield or 
who want to use him as like a designated hitter or something. Yeah. Um, but I also don't think it's required. There, there's sometimes there's this feeling of like, yeah, you're not really ready to win yet. You're close, but this guy is, is tradable. So maybe we should trade him just because we're not ready yet. I don't think you should give into that pressure necessarily all the time because I think Hanniger is valuable to you as well. Mm -hmm. Um, this is going to be the stupidest example ever, but I'm going to use it. Go, baby. Go. Uh, Hold no bars. It's from my MLB The Show franchise. Oh, okay. That is stupid. Um, I have Daniel Murphy as the Rockies' first baseman. Ooh. I, I got it in 2019. He's in the last year of his deal. He only hits righties. He can't hit lefties. He's lefty. He's got the worst average against lefties of all time, so I platoon him. I thought about trading him because I'm going to lose him for nothing in the offseason. I'm not keeping a 38-year-old <clears throat> Daniel Murphy, right? Right, right, right. But he's hitting like 290. He's good half the time when he's facing righties. He's a Serviceable. valuable bat. And I sat there and I went, this guy could help me in the playoffs. So even though I would get something for him if I traded him, I can get something for him from winning with mm -hmm. him in the playoffs. You know, the Mariners are probably not making the playoffs. However, they are still in the hunt. Mm -hmm. There's still a chance they do it. They're three and a half back from the wild card. So... Mitch Hanniger right now helps you make the playoffs. This is true. If you trade Mitch Hanniger, you have almost no power in your lineup because your lineup's not very good. This is also true. So, I mean, Kelnick in theory is your power, but obviously he's not there Seager's yet. Seager's hit some home runs. And Seager's old. And but, uh, you know, they, might move, they might move Kyle Seager. Maybe. Ty France has got some power, but he hasn't shown it in, in, in bunches this year. I mean, Luis Torrens is hitting homers all of a sudden, but I don't yeah, trust right? that he's going to do it. I almost picked him up my fantasy league. This is... This is the guy who's keeping you afloat in a lot of ways right now, him and like J.P. Crawford, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're the Mariners, you have to decide, do we get <clears> something for him or do we maybe have a chance at a wild card spot because Mitch Hanniger hits 35 home runs this year? You know, I, I think that's a tough decision. If I'm the M's, I think I keep Hanniger because you've already done your work of getting a better farm system. I, w I would like to see them keep Hanniger. Now, if they can resign him, that I don't know. And if they, they're going to know. If they, if they feel – I think if the Mariners trade Mitch Hanniger – it's because they don't think he'll resign. Makes sense, yeah. Makes sense. Looking around the league um, at the top candidates for trade, um, it's always interesting because it's like, like I'm looking at this list on on CBS right now, and there's like Jesus Aguilar, and I'm like, okay, cool. That's like, uh, you know, that that's that bench guy that you think's gonna hit you that home run when you bring him up to the plate in the DS, and I'm not really into that. I'm talking about like actual kind of game changing people. Obviously, Chris Bryant is number one. Yes. I don't think we need to go into that. Where Chris Bryant fits best, any team that needs a hitter. <laughs> I think I think the Mets are where he fits best. I think so, too. And I, but I also wonder if the Mets are just going to wait and get him for free. Possibly. Like, like I was talking about that article. but I know Steve are, Cohen wants to win, but you're, you said it earlier. Your team is not good enough right now to yeah, win. You are, but you do need offense. And, you do need uh, offense. And that would be Chris Bryant. I would wait on the Chris Bryant thing if I was them. The the two, if I can find if I can find a pitcher and a hitter, the two that are really interesting to me is Max Scherzer and Trevor Story. Yeah, Story is fascinating. But let's look around. But let's look around here. Let's look at the teams that are in contention. Trevor Story is a shortstop. Correct. Okay. This is not. We're not moving him to third. He's also due for the a huge a huge deal. We're not moving him to third. He can't play third base. He's it, it'd be stupid to move him to second, in my opinion. He is a shortstop. He's a very good shortstop. Does Boston need a shortstop? No. Is Tampa going to trade for a shortstop? No. Do the Yankees need a shortstop? Maybe, but probably not. Do the White Sox need a shortstop? No. Do the Houston Astros need a shortstop? 
No, but he's hurt. But do no. the New York Mets need a shortstop? <laughs> no. Do the San Francisco Giants need a shortstop? Uh, I I would argue that if they think they could sign him, you could replace Brandon Crawford with Trevor. Story. Oh my God, you're gonna gut the giant player. He's like the last guy from the OG or regime. Whatever. They Trevor love Story. him. He's having a career year. Trevor Story's better than Brandon Crawford. I know, but he's having a career year. Isn't he on his last year of his deal? Yeah, probably. Uh, does San Diego need a shortstop? No. Does Los Angeles need a shortstop? No. Corey Seager's on the IL. Yeah. So is Carlos Correa. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. So then. Does Oakland need a shortstop? Uh, no. They have. Uh, Elvis Andrews. Elvis Andrews. Yeah, they need a shortstop. Yeah, they need a shortstop. So I don't think the market for Trevor Story is that big. Who really needs a shortstop? So that's what's really curious about him. Um, well, I think what's interesting... Because Colorado's going to be dumb if they don't deal him because he's gone. He, there's no way he's re-signing that. When you traded Nolan Arenado, you decided your fate with Trevor Story. I think what is going to have to happen with Trevor Story is almost like an under-the-table like agreement that if we trade you here, you're going to re-sign. Because you're right. A lot of these teams don't have a immediate need for that position. But you know what every team needs? Speed, offense, and defense. This is true. Trevor Story is a true five-tool player. This is true. He can. He's a great defender. He's really fast. He hits for power. Uh, you know, there's obviously the question of does he do it outside of cores? But I think, you know, I, I think he's a good enough hitter where he could do it outside of cores. You would just need the team to say, I am going to re-sign you. I'm committed to re-signing you. So I don't know who that is, but... Oh, here it is. I found uh, the article you're talking about, Trevor Story. Mm -hmm. The Reds. Oh. Is the team they say. Color uh, me intrigued. The Reds <laughs> right now have been playing a catcher and a third baseman at shortstop. Kyle mm. Farmer and Eugenio Eugenio Suarez. Um, I think it is Scooter Jeanette out. Is that why? Yes. So they do need a shortstop. They're not a top team. So there you go. But they need a shortstop. There you go. And doesn't that fit into an offense of great hitters just making them even better? And isn't that a guy that, as Cincinnati has built this team, why not spend some money on a guy? And Trevor Story could be your guy. I have no idea what their prospects are like or their farm system is like. But why not Trevor Story to the Reds? That does make a lot of sense to me. Uh, the pitcher, we'll do this real quick because we're up against it. The pitcher uh, would obviously be Max Scherzer um, as he is – nearing the end of his deal which actually pays him for another like 10 years but he's he's our he's our new uh well bobby bonilla do do the national are the nationals required to pay that or like did he make an agreement I'm that not sure. they pay it when he I'm retires i'm not sure so that could be a hang up on trading him or not mm -hmm. so i'm not sure how that how that works out on the contract i don't know if any of us really know that and then the other one which i know is going to get dealt because there's no way he's this good is Kyle Gibson yeah, Kyle Gibson's true. got a two two nine ERA and a one oh seven WHIP. Yep. So here, here's the this is the CBS Sports article. It's I don't know if it's the same one you're looking at, but uh, it has the predictions for who should go where. Oh no, I'm not looking at that. I'm just looking at the best available. Basically, okay. so it's Bryant to the Mets. We talked about number two Nelson Cruz because the Twins suck. Oh yeah, he's gone. Uh, they have him going to the A's, but he's like the best version of Jesus Aguilar you're gonna find. Yeah, is what what I was mentioning earlier. Uh, Adam Frazier on the Pirates. I would love to. I would die to have Adam Frazier on my team because Nick Madrigal got hurt. They have him going to the White Sox. Mm. Uh, they've got Joey Gallo to the Yankees because they need a lefty hitter. Yeah, but 
Like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, Joey Gallo, like, I don't want this guy. Well, as a Yankee fan, I would not be opposed to that trade because they have mostly righties in their lineup. Yeah. A lefty if, in Yankee Stadium would hit 9 million home runs. Yeah, it fits a need, but he's... but He's also a really good fielder, so right. you can play him all over the place. Right, but for every home run he hits, he strikes out five times. But he's gotten better at that, too. So that would that would actually I saw, be... I saw this is his best... This is his best season in terms of strikeouts. He's still on pace for 197 strikeouts. I read the article this morning. Yes. Uh, that would be a very Yankees trade because that he would. doesn't do anything in, like, correct baseball ways, but the Yankees don't have anybody who it does It makes that. me feel like you just traded for Eric Hinsky to get your World Series run on. Uh, there's a couple of... There's Kyle Gibson to the Cardinals. Uh, Ian Kennedy to the Astros. Mm. Craig Kimbrell to the Red Sox. They could use him, that's for sure. Funny. Uh, that would be funny. <laughs> Sterling Marte to the Braves, although... I don't know. Are the Braves really trying? I guess I, they. Did you see who the Braves got a couple days ago? They got Jock Peterson. I was I was looking at box scores today and I saw Jock Peterson for the Braves. I went, what? And you know, because it's a D, it's Peterson. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Pirates closer Richard Rodriguez to the Blue Jays. Those are who they have with Trevor Story of the Reds sure. on that list. Um, I'd be very interested to see. Also, I know he's been hurt. The Diamondbacks unload Cattell Marte. They should. He's got a very team friendly deal. So I think they're nervous about unloading him because he's good for them. Mm -hmm. He's also hurt. You can't be traded when you're hurt. I don't know when he's coming back. So that is certainly uh, that, I, that is certainly a question. I just don't think Atlanta should be a buyer at all. No. And I don't think Saint, hurt, I don't think St. Louis should be a buyer either. Jack Flaherty's been hurt all season. Wayno is saving your life somehow. They've been very disappointing. They've been very, very disappointing. And to try to go Didn't all we in pick on them that, as like the clear division winner. I thought so. I thought they had the best rotation. And they're eight games back. And they're, you know, they have eleven more wins than the Pittsburgh Pirates. That's embarrassing. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Although who would have thought? Pittsburgh, not the worst team in the league by far. Arizona is. Didn't Although see, Arizona beat Pittsburgh today. Didn't see that one coming. Although you know, Arizona's only one game. Well, not one game. They're like three games better than or worse than the Orioles. So, <laughs> well, we knew the Orioles were going to be bad. No offense, Joe. I thought they'd be better than this. We though. knew the Rangers were going to be bad too. Really did we know that? Really All right, we'll keep an eye on the trade deadline as it approaches next week. I'm sure next week on the show we'll definitely get into some more kind of possible scenarios, and we'll probably start hearing a lot more rumors, and we we can we can fill that out. We come back. Fair or foul is next, but first, there's my man Joe with sports. Is it fair? Oh my That's goodness! That's a fair ball. Or is it foul? Well, he thought it was foul, I think. A knowledge test for Patrick and Mike to see how well they know the big leagues. Mathematics and strange symbols now as far as Major League Baseball is concerned. The OBP and the SLG and the ISO and the you name it. And what our distinguished hosts think about the stories that popped up around the big leagues. Peralta knocks it into center. David tonight, two for two, a leadoff single here in the fourth. And nobody noticed. This is Fair or Foul on the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. All right, we do this every single week. It's fair or foul. Uh, but before we do, I want to blow up Mike's uh, Cincinnati Reds thing right here. Why? Reds, I thought it was smart. Reds right fielder Nick Castellanos revealed tonight in an Instagram Live appearance that he has a micro fracture in his right wrist. He will take a couple days and see where he's at. He also added that he is unable to swing a bat at the moment. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. 
I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. Does that not prove that they now need a right fielder as well? <laughs> Chris Bryant, Chris Bryant. <laughs> Trevor Story and Chris Bryant, come on down. Come on down. Sorry, without further ado, our fantastic producer, Mr. Joseph Fisher III. All good. All good. I just had to squeeze that a little bit in. Yeah, newsworthy. I don't blame you. All right, let's go into some fair or foul. Since we didn't really do like a halfway of the season stat-based fair or foul, I figured I'd just do that now. Let's do it. I love that. With a few. I'm into um, that, Joe. Starting, give me more. Starting with, oh, I'll give you plenty. Thank you. Uh, starting with our favorite pitcher on this show, one Jacob deGrom. Hoo-yah. Very good. Very good. Uh, he has an ERA this <laughs> year of 1.08. I knew that. He goes, he has an ERA. I was like, 1.08? Fair or foul, no other pitcher has one below two. Ooh. Jinx. Mike Lynch, you can talk now. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, I can't talk now. You said jinx. Um, interesting. So Kyle Gibson was close for a while. You said he's at a 2-2 something. 2-2-9 is what I just saw. And I wasn't cheating. It was just... Kyle Gibson specifically because someone else could have something amazing on a team that's actually doing something. Um, Sub two. I'm going to say fair. Joe, are we talking starters here? Yes. Okay. Starters, Just want to yes. qualify. I, nope. figured, I figured you meant that. I'm going to say fair because I'm trying to think like who else is having a sensational year. Maybe um, Carlos Rodon would be mm -hmm. under two. He's been very, very good. He has been very good. Uh, beyond that, Maybe if he if he qualifies, James Caprillion for the A's has been dynamite since he's been called up. Yeah. I don't know if he qualifies yet, though, but he started for like a month and a half. I mean, let's look at the heavy hitters. It's not Scherzer. It's not Cole. It's not Bieber. It's not Kershaw. It's not Bueller. Uh -huh. no. Just kidding. You're right <laughs> on all those. Damn it, Joe. All about what about, what about Kevin Gossman? Could be Kevin Gossman. I don't think it's it's not Snell or Darvish. Darvish might be close, but it's not him. Uh, he's the no one else is under two. I'm gonna say foul. I think it's Carlos Rodon. I think Rodon's got like a one nine something. I was about to say fair, so I'll stick with fair. It is foul, Mike. You're very close, and uh, I'll give you I'll give you guys a half point because you got the team right, but oh, not Lance the pitcher. Lynn. Lance Lynn. Oh man, he is. I will one never of them. remember that he's actually good. I forgot he was on the White. I forgot he was on the White Sox. I was like, aren't the Rangers going to trade Lance one, Lynn? One point what? One point nine four for Lance Lynn, and yes. I will give you guys the half point because you did say him, Kevin Gossman. One point eight four. Nice. Yes. So look at got, that! Look at that little ERA brain going in my look head at you, here, Mike. You got me on the pitching stats. Carlos Rodon, you Nicely were close done. though. Two point one four. Yeah. Who's he's, right after him? He's been amazing. Uh, well, Woodruff is sandwiched in between see, Lynn and Rodon see, at two point oh four. I was wondering where Woodruff was, but I didn't think he was that good. Is Caprillion not qualifying yet? Because I think he's got like a two one or something. Uh, I'm not seeing him pop up then here he on MLB stats. Yeah, probably so, not. Yeah, yet. probably not. Hey. Former Yankee, I'm mad he's good now. Okay. Bunch of dudes we never thought of were any good are actually good. And he, uh, he has a 265, so apologies. Slightly over what we were talking about. And moving over to um, a player that was mentioned earlier in the show, Javi Baez. Probably not going to be traded. Could be, but uh, I don't think that'll happen. He is going to be part of the free agent shortstop class. For sure. For sure. Uh, and you guys said that he likes to swing at a lot of uh, strikes, a lot of pitches in general. He does. Uh, does he like to do that so much that fair or foul, he leads the league in strikeouts? 
Oh, goodness. Um, Boy, I don't know. Kind of feel like I looked at these stats like two weeks ago. Well, you just gave me the Joey Gallo stats, so I thought you would definitely see it. He's still it. on pace for 197. Otani's, Otani's got a lot of strikeouts. Bobby Baez. I think, I think Suarez and the Reds strikes out a lot, too. Eugenio. Um, you know what? I'm going to double down on this. I'm still mad about the Cubs in 2016. I think Javi Baez leads the major leagues in strikeouts. You jerk. I'm going to say foul. It's Eugenio Suarez. Fair for Patrick. Foul for Mike. Yes. Patrick's right. Booyah! Suck it, Javi Baez. I actually really enjoy watching you play. Just don't strike out as much. 126. He leads Ooh, Matt Chapman. That is gross. Matt Chapman is second? Yes, with 121. Whoa, whoa. That's surprising. That is surprising. Eugenio Suarez at uh, 118. Hey. Nice job, Mike. Nice I'm job. Happy, happy, Joey Gallo, that's a given. He's uh, fourth in the league at 117. Oh, wow. So Otani's actually stepped back because where's Otani? He's probably, what, 95 right now? Uh, he's at number six on the list with 109 strikeouts. Yes, 109. At the All-Star break or like three weeks ago on the show, he had 88. I just pulled it up. Brandon Lau, fifth, yes. 110. He's been terrible this year, but he's yes. been getting a little better. Oh, Dansby. Dansby's seven. Um, and uh, speaking of, you know, since we Rip. talked a little bit of a trade deadline here, um, fair or foul, Max Scherzer will be traded. I can't. I cannot see the Nationals trading Max Scherzer. I know it would be smart for them, but I have a really hard time picturing him in a different uniform right now. You don't remember him on the Tigers? Because I do. I hate that guy. <laughs> well, I do, but he, he's become like he's a national. He is a national. Yep. When he goes into the Hall of Fame, he's a national. Yep, I agree. So I have a really but hard time. It's not if I agree. That's just a fact. I have a really hard time picturing him in another uniform. I know he's been talked about as a trade target for the last two years, and the Nats never do it. So foul. I don't think they're going to do it again. That that comment we were talking about earlier about how, you know, this backloaded contract kicks in, that could be the thing. Also, what might keep him in Washington right now is if you think the Reds can catch Milwaukee, the Reds are six and a half behind Milwaukee. The Nationals are in fourth place. They're only six games behind the Mets. Yeah, that DeGr- division's wide and open. And if DeGrom's on the IL, that could keep Scherzer in the National League East. Is, um, However, I will is say... Is Schwarber coming back anytime soon? No idea. However, I think they will deal him because you can get so much for him. Proven postseason pitcher. Everyone wants one of those. You, you're telling me the Giants couldn't use Max Scherzer right now? I mean, they don't really need him. But they laughing I'm laughing me. just because I looked up Kyle Schwarber and like the first articles that come up say, Mike Rizzo says Kyle Schwarber is, quote, doing things he needs to do to return. End quote. <laughs> really? What does that mean? I would hope <laughs> Thanks, so. Mike. Thank I'm you. hurt. I'm hurt, so I don't work out and I just sit on the couch and eat <laughs> cheeseburgers. I would hope he's doing the things he needs to do. I think the Nationals will deal him. I love you going out on a limb. I I would if if I were them, I would do it. I almost feel like I went out on more of a limb because they should trade him, but they're not going to. Mike. Fair. Jumping. I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and spin that on you. That's fair. That is fair. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. uh, Moving on to our last one. Let's show some love to the Mariners. It's hard to get down the throat. Or will we show love to the Mariners? (laughs) I don't know. What's the question? Um, 
I was just curious looking at some teams and some standings and the expanded standings. And one team pointed out, uh, stood out to me, it was the Mariners. Fair or foul? They have the best record in one-run games this season. <clears throat> I'll take this one, Bob. Go for it. I I'm, think the, I'm trying to remember tweets that I've seen. I think the answer to this is fair. Seattle has a very under-the-radar good bullpen. In fact, I think there was a moment in the season a month ago where they had maybe the best statistical bullpen in baseball. Now, having a good bullpen doesn't necessarily bring you to one-run game victories, one run specifically, because you'd have two, three or so. But I also know they can't really hit. So it makes me feel as those two collide, I will say fair that they have the best record in one-run games. I seem to remember at least a month or so ago. But I do feel like John would be screaming that from the rooftops. That they that they did have one of the better records in one-run games. What's interesting is I actually think a couple of bad teams have good one-run records as well. Like I think the Rock, <laughs> yeah. I think the Rockies have a good record in one-run <laughs> like, games. You suck. I think the Diamondbacks might even if have a decent if, record. If you consider 15 and 14 good for the Rockies, then sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's good. Good for them. I think I, I think I saw a stat They've that just been in said 31 run games. Isn't that crazy? I, I just saw a stat that they have eight walk off wins, so I, I kind of translated that to winning uh, yeah. one run games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not That's a bad not, idea. That's not, not a bad idea. The case. Um, I'm going to say foul just to be contrarian, but you know, I, I know the Mariners have been good. So the Mariners, they have the least one run losses with eight. Okay. And the most one run wins with 20. The only team in the league to do that. So by that, and looking at all the other records, it seems like 20 and 8, one run record for the Mariners. That is the best record in one run games in the MLB. Who's closest in second? Uh, really? Where, where did you? Well, you broke the you broke the microphone. Yeah, that happens now. Pets heads are falling off. Yeah, it happened to me the other week. That too. happens frequently. Uh, let's see here. I'm just gonna go old school radio here. Here in the four banger. Uh, Cincinnati Reds, 17 and 10. Okay, so look. Red Sox, 17 and 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's about it, Bob. I mean, well, I, so 28. That's very, very good. I mean, the Tigers, 15 and 11. I guess that would explain why the run differential is so The Yankees, 15 and 9. Okay. Yeah. Because the run differential, the M's, is still minus 52. Yet they're seven games over or six games over 500. So <laughs> extra credit. They have the best record in extra inning games. That I think is true. Fair. Say it again. Best record in extra inning games is the Mariners. Yes. Um, I will say foul to be contrarian. I have zero thought process on this. Fair. That is fair. Nine wow. and one. See, this is why you just stand pat and then you go try to find you go try to sign somebody next year. And make a run at it. If you if you're nine and one in extra inning games and twenty and eight in one run games, you're getting very lucky. Yeah, you're good in the clutch, but you're getting lucky because you have a negative fifty two run differential. You're three and a half out of the wild card. Yes, you're but, not good, and you're three and a half out of the wild card. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, what was that a couple years ago when Lloyd McClendon was the manager and they were in the wild card <laughs> Boy, hunt? That's but you're such like a flashback. You're like, man, the Mariners are not good. But they're in the hunt. They're like three games out. I th- I, I heard a funny thing today from Rick Riz today. Uh, I remember did you hear it today. I did hear it today. I remember seeing like a week ago that Scott Service was appearing in his 800th game as a manager. 
And then I heard Rick Riz today say, if the Mariners win today, it'll be Scott Service's 400th win as a Mariners manager. And I was like, oh, God, dude. Perfect. You're, you're under 500. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. That's the fair. most mediocre manager humanly possible. <laughs> that's fair and foul. We do it every single week at 830. When we come back, we'll wrap this bad boy up. It's the Hot Corner, 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Like I said earlier in the show, I was in I was in Seattle for the last couple of days working uh, for my other job, and uh, guess what I had, Michael, that I quite enjoyed crickets no i wish i wish i want to eat those crickets so bad when i was there in may weed no i opted not to get weed last night okay i sang karaoke at a bar fun tore it down very nice well you are actually a singer tore it down it was so great um i had a hazy ipa from cloudburst okay that i thought was pretty damn good interesting Hey, I didn't want another one. I think people are learning how to make hazies, right? I didn't want another one because it's still just too heavy, too much for me. I did not want another one. Yes. But it was good. It was like uh, called like Old Uncle IPA or something like that. Okay. Old Cranky Uncle IPA, something like that. Sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, hazies are, I keep trying them. Well, I keep, I keep, <clears throat> I, I have found some that I think are very good. Generally speaking, I don't love them. But it's a style that I feel like now that the, like, I almost feel like the craze has simmered a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now the craze <clears throat> is back. Things that aren't beer. <laughs> oh, um, right, right. But I feel like it's, like, simmered a little bit, and people have kind of found their 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 spot with it. Mm-hmm. I kind of <clears throat> hope that we're at a point now where people will actually make them more hop-based. Mm. Like, make the hop flavor come out more because mm-hmm. i think with the, I, the whole thought behind the beginning of it in my opinion was like to kill the hops showcase hops oh to kill the hops in the hazies ah uh, like, yes make it less bitter but you still want to drink an ipa so you're not going to taste any hops here those are called session ipas <laughs> well sort of. i know i'm being a jerk but yeah i think that was kind of the idea in the beginning it's like <clears throat> i want an ipa but i i don't like the bitterness so what can i have and right. they're like oh we can take away all the flavor <clears throat> and the bitterness and give you juice We'll revisit this conversation on the Beers on Us podcast that you can get wherever you get your podcasts. That'll oh, be out on got Friday. We've got an announcement to make, right? We do have an announcement to make as well, yes. I did not say anything last week about it. Okay. I wanted to wait for my good friend Michael Lynch. Well, we will we will announce it on Friday. We will announce that on Friday. Maybe that's what we do for the episode. But uh, what was interesting was I had a, a situation that reminded me of home, but it was the opposite uh, reaction. I asked the guy, I said, hey, a cloudburst. Because we had, I was had to make a bunch of different stops at different places. And I saw it on draft at a bunch of different spots. And so I asked the bartender where I had it. I said, hey, is that Cloudburst? Is it hazy? And he goes, well, you know, Cloudburst, all their stuff's kind of hazy. But, you know, as far as like hazy, hazy, no, it's it's like a Cloudburst hazy. And I thought to myself, you mean like a Block 15 hazy? <laughs> and then he poured it for me, and it's a hazy. Yeah. There, There is no... It's not unfiltered. Yes, it is not unfiltered, my friend. That is a hazy. Unfiltered is those cats down in Corvallis at Block 15. Correct. That is a subtle, unfiltered hop haze, Mm -hmm. as they call it. 
Anyway, I thought that was interesting. I was like, man, y'all got a lot to learn up here, huh? <laughs> it's a weird beer scene up there, man. It's a really weird beer scene up there. I was at Stoop as well. Shout out to the Stoop kids. If you ever get a chance to grab some Stoop, definitely drink that stuff because they're making great, 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 great beer. And of right course, now. Rubens. Drink Rubens. Yes, Rubens. All right, that'll do it for us. For Mike Lynch, Joe Fisher behind the glass. I'm Patrick Harris. We'll be back next week. And beers on us. Drops Friday at 4. Big announcement. Make sure you grab that. Go do something I would do. Like drink a hazy, maybe? Uh-huh. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T-Mobile.com. 